You are Locked On the NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. How's everyone this wonderful Friday? Gearing up for a big weekend, a big Sunday of football coming up on the horizon. Good game last night. Well, not a good game, but we kind of went as expected, to be pretty honest with you. I mean, that Colts team is so banged up. They were really playing with like 42, 41 guys because of injuries, and they couldn't keep up. They had some spurts and, you know, short, short week, go to New England, whose offense looks much, much better. Um, I think the Pats are for real. I still have some worries about their defense. The Colts are a one-win team, and frankly, they kind of are who we thought they were. But, you know, I, I think they have a chance to build something there, and luck looks all right. And so that game kind of went as expected. I'm not going to spend much time on that. So we are brought to you by The Athletic. We're brought to you by my bookie. I have my bookie site up right in front of me, and I am going to go through all 14 remaining games, pick the game straight up and against the spread. And if you want to you know, go a little deeper on your favorite team, check out Locked on Browns, Locked on Ravens, whatever you're looking for. They've been talking about it all week, of course. And that is our first game, not a coincidence. The Ravens go to Cleveland, and they're favored by three and a half on the road. And the Ravens' stock is high right now. You know, national TV game, manhandled the Steelers. Offense is looking much better. So is Flacco. You know, they don't look like a team with a lot of weaknesses. But our... We inflating them just a little on recency bias, you know. So I'm going to take the Browns plus three and a half at home. I think the Browns have been, you know, tough to play against. I think their defense is quite good. I think their pass rush can, you know, influence Flacco. Can the Browns run the ball? And we're going to see more Chubb. You know, I like Baker at home. They have weapons too. I mean, on paper, these rosters aren't all that much different to me. So I going to take the Ravens to win it in probably a somewhat low scoring game, you know, like a 27, like 24, 23, something like that. But I think the Browns keep this one very close and may end up winning in the end. Um, a game that I wrote up in pretty great detail with a lot of fantasy emphasis for ClaytonFootball.com is Jacksonville going to Kansas City. And the Chiefs are three point favorites at home, which makes perfect sense. And I did pick them to win. I picked a score at like 35, I think it was 35-30. So I guess I'm going to take the Chiefs and lay the points. And my biggest reason for doing so is while I think the discrepancy between Chiefs O and Jags D is very little and the discrepancy between Chiefs D up to Jagzo is massive. I also think that if you give Andy Reid predictable coverages and the Jags are a defense that's execution-based, they're not going to scheme you up like crazy, they're going to know kind of what you get, but they're super athletic, they're super skilled, they're super fast, and they're great. But I think if Reid kind of knows what you're going to give him, that he's going to scheme things up throughout the week to beat your cover, th- you know, cover three beaters. And I think their protection might hold up pretty well, relatively speaking, to the Jags' great pass rush. And I think that's a huge key. Um, 
how will Bortles handle things on the road? I do think Yeldon and company have big days against a terrible Chiefs D. But, you know, Bortles on the road, that, that doesn't inspire a lot of confidence for me. Uh, I do think they'll take some shots, and I think they can, you know, run the ball. And like I said, Yeldon's going to have a big day. But I think the Chiefs pull away, and there's been times, you know, like when Shanahan and then the Niners played the Jags last year, you know, Jalen Ramsey afterwards said, well, they just, you know, that was a scheme. They didn't, you know, well, scheme matters, you know. I mean, if sometimes great coaching and knowing what you're going to get with a hot quarterback and a wealth of weapons doesn't matter what your defense is. And I think the Jags stack up against the Chiefs as well as anyone can against that offense. But I don't love that they're sort of predictable considering Andy Reid. Uh, the Titans go to Buffalo. The Bills are six-point favorites or six-point dogs at home, and I think this is a very low-scoring game. And I really, am, you know, commend what Mariota did last week, um, despite uh, still playing with injury and not having great feeling in his fingers and you know touch on his balls and all those things. But he's playing tough and he played well. Often going to Corey Davis. But I think the Bills will put White on Davis a lot. And I also think the Titans' defense absolutely controls this game and allows the Titans to kind of hide their quarterback or make life easier on him and keep it close and control the ball with you know short passing game and a lot of runs. Because I don't think the Bills score here much at all. But I'm still going to give you the six. But I'm thinking like 2013, 2010, something along those lines with a, a very good Titans defense rule, ruling the day. Uh, I've told you many times about The Athletic. What you need to do is go to theathletic.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's all one word. Um, that gets you 40% off your first year subscription, so it's only $2.99 a month. So go to theathletic.com slash LockedOnNFL, all one word, all lowercase. They're a subscription-based publisher of smarter sports coverage for diehard fans. And the athletics model is very simple. There's no ads, there's no pop-ups, there's no autoplay video or any of that nonsense. Um, subscribers have access to local and national content. I'll tell you about more of that in a minute. With more than 650 new articles published every week from across all sports. That's a big number, man. And I know a lot of them. I always talk, tell you about it on Tuesdays when Sage is here. He writes for the Vikings. And Mark Caboli is a buddy of mine who writes for the Steelers. And now they have a real national presence. My man Ross Tucker is there. Mike Lombardi. Jay Glazer. Dane Brugler. So it's, it's, it's a pretty easy situation to go check out what they have to offer. And again, theathletic.com slash LockedOnNFL. All one word. All lowercase. That gets your subscription down to $2.99 a month, which is peanuts. And that's 40% off your first year subscription. So go check that out now. All right, all right. Let's get back at this. We got the Giants going to Carolina where they're six and a half point road dogs. I like Carolina big here. Two weeks to prepare at home. They get Thomas Davis back. I think those great coverage linebackers do a nice job of taking away Barkley as a receiver. No Evan Ingram. I think they'll rush Eli extremely well. I could see Shepard and Odell having nice days. 
But I also think McCaffrey has a giant day, especially as a receiver. I think the Panthers' O-line is better than people think. I think Cam can certainly do a lot of damage as a runner and a passer with good weapons. No Greg Olson yet, but it sounds like he's not far away. I think Carolina is clearly the better team. Wins this game like 28-14 and really owns it from the start to finish. Uh, the Broncos go to the Jets. Denver is a favorite by one and a half on the road. I don't have a good feeling about this, except I do think it's going to be low scoring. I think that Jets defense is pretty stout. I don't trust the Broncos on the road all that much, but I'm still going to take them because I don't think the Jets offense is equipped to block those guys off the edge. I think Darnold probably turns the ball over. But Case Keenum's not playing well, man. I mean, the Broncos have much better skill position players, and they have much better pass rushers, but you can kind of throw on them. Um, this is, in terms of betting, I probably would avoid it because I could see the Jets winning it. But I'm going to go with Denver just on the basis I think they're the better team and that Darnold doesn't have enough around them. Like 17-13 Denver, something like that. The spread's low enough that I'll give you the one and a half, but I'm probably staying away from it. Atlanta at Pittsburgh. Steelers are favored by three at home. Atlanta's defense is riddled with injuries, and now the latest one is Grady Jarrett. That's a huge loss to a defense that can't afford to lose anyone else. Um, Everyone's thinking shoot out like crazy. I've talked this game to death throughout the week. Talked about the Steelers a little bit the other day, too. And my th- I'm going to take the Falcons to win, like, 35-34. Could really see it going either way. But my reasoning is, if I were to pick, I could, like I said, I could see this going either way. And I do think that both teams probably throughout the week are saying, we need to run the ball more. We need to show more balance. We got to keep our defense off the field and help them with the running game. But I think when they get the game time and they realize, boy, throwing is really easy today and no one can cover in Antonio Brown and Julio Jones and Ridley and Juju and Ben and Ryan are dealing, that it just is bombs away and whoever has the ball last wins. And it should be a fun game. Um, I think one of the huge keys to the game is pass rush. And I think the Steelers especially when you consider who's blocking, have the advantage in the pass rush department. I also don't know that I trust Matt Ryan on the road as much as I probably should. But I also think Ryan is playing much better than Roethlisberger right now. And if I had to tell you which of these teams makes makes more mistakes, penalties, turnovers, blown coverages... I think the Steelers are the easy answer there. So I just don't trust the Steelers a lot right now. So I I got the Falcons in a very close one. If you're going to give me three, I'm on that. Packers are favored in Detroit by one. And all the Packers receivers are hurt. Cobb's not playing. Adams is banged up and is going to see Slay. I think it's, you know, Jimmy Graham gets an exp- expanded role. Gerardo Allison is coming off concussion. He may or may not play. I think it has to be a heaven, a, a huge, huge Aaron Jones day. And if not, at least a heavy running back day. Because the Lions run defense is garbage. Hot garbage. Terrible. Um, but I also don't love where the Packers D is right now. 
I think the Lions have a lot of weapons at home. I, I feel like the Lions should be favored in this game. I mean, I get Aaron Rodgers is coming back and it's looking a little bit better all the time. But his supporting cast right now isn't great. No answer on this game, too, by the way. Um, yeah, I'll take the Lions. Where the status of these teams right now, are the Packers going to control this game with 35 rushes? I mean, is that really their style? That's what they should try to do. And, you know, complement it with some deep shots and, you know, some big plays by Rodgers. But I think the Lions' O has a nice advantage over that Packer defense. Miami goes to Cincy where they're getting six and a half on the road. I understand that. Miami's got some injuries. Um, Gio Bernard's not going to play, but Mixon will. John Ross may or may not play. But I think the Mixon-Green-Boyd and Dalton's playing well. Should have a lot of success against this Dolphins defense. The Bengals defense to me is somewhat of a sleeping giant. and They get perfect back. And I don't want to say Miami's defense was, you know, smoke and mirrors, but it, it's a lot. It's not, they don't have great players. And their def- offensive line has lost Sitton and as well as their starting center. I think Geno Atkins wreaks havoc. So I'm going to take the Bengals big here. I'll give you six and a half. I'm thinking like 27-13, so that's one I feel pretty confident about. Um, I'm also quite confident about my bookie, and I am sitting here staring at their site as we speak. So ever since I've been podcasting, which is many, many podcasts now, people are always asking me for advice, and it's usually like, hey, Matt, who should I bet on? And that's why you're listening right now, right? So with some of these ones, like Cincinnati, who I felt pretty strongly about, go check out my bookie. And, I mean, to be very honest, I, I would only recommend to you guys somebody that's been good to me, and my bookie absolutely has been. And my bookie, you win, they pay, they have in-game live betting, they have great over-unders on fantasy points scored, and tons of player perks, and you know, most rewarding player perks you're going to find in the business. However, my bookie is slammed with new bettors because it's such a good service, and they want to give everyone the best service possible. So if you're willing to deposit after 7 o'clock Eastern time, they'll give you $25 free. You know, All you got to do is, do is use our locked, our locked On 25 code. So it's Locked On 25. Um, deposit, as long as you deposit over $25 or over $100, they'll give you free $25 bucks on top of already matching your deposit dollar for dollar. So wait till after seven and my bookie will give you 25 free bucks if you use locked on two five to activate that offer. So that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code locked on 25. And if you're willing to hold out till after seven, you get an extra 25 free bucks. You play, you win, you get paid. You got to do that. So I am going to go back to my bookie right now and talk about Raiders at Chargers. Chargers are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Raiders' offensive tackle situation is troubling. Luckily, they're not facing Bosa, but Ingram blitzing. Um, the Raiders have really leaned on Cook at the tight end, but I think he's going to see a lot of Derwin James. I think Cooper's going to see a lot of Hayward. That doesn't bode well for the Raiders' passing game to me. Lynch is a little banged up. Corey Legit comes back. But more than anything... I think Rivers puts 30-plus on these guys. You know, they have no answer for Allen and Gordon, who's been awesome, and Mike Williams. So if this has a shootout-like feel to it, 
I don't see the Raiders keeping up, especially considering the matchups I just laid out. I'll gladly give you five and a half. I know the Chargers are a hard team to count on, and their special teams are so bad. But I think they're a much better team, and I just think the Raiders' D is no match for these guys. Cardinals, getting three and a half in San Fran. Give me the upset special. San Fran is dealing with a lot of injuries. A lot on both sides of the ball. And I think the Cardinals are going to turn a corner here. And a lot of it, or most of it, is because of Josh Rosen. I mean, his receivers, especially Larry, are not going to drop the ball five bazillion times. I think they've they've faced one of the hardest schedules in the league up until now through four weeks. And that they're not as bad as we think. Especially on offense with a quarterback that can that will make throws and move the chains. I think David Johnson gets involved. And I know the Niners are, you know, well-coached, but they're short on weaponry right now, too. They got offensive tackle injuries. They got wide receiver injuries. They're just decimated. And if you're going to give me those points, I think Arizona wins the game, and I'll take the points. The Vikes are getting three in Philly. Dalvin Cook is questionable. If he does play, I bet he's not quite 100%. He doesn't look like himself. And I really feel like it doesn't matter what the situation is. You're probably not going to run on the Eagles. It's about the best run defense in the league right now. I also think overall that Eagles defensive line has a great, great advantage, run and pass game, over the Vikes O-line, especially in Philly with all that crowd noise. Now, I do think the Vikes receivers have a huge advantage over the Eagles corners, which has been can be exposed and they lost their free safety. Their secondary is reeling a little bit right now. But do we trust the Vikes D? No. No Everson Griffin. Uh, Alshon will probably get a lot of Xavier Rhodes. I think Wentz is back almost to looking like Wentz, which gives me the advantage over Cousins, especially on the road. Um, I thought the Eagles would win big last week, but I think they're going to win this game 24-17, something like that. So I'll give you the points. And I really think protection is going to be a problem for the Vikes. I noticed the game's in Seattle, and Seattle's getting seven and a half. But I think the Rams win by 25 and just keep their foot on the gas and just show the, the Seahawks that they are no longer in the same class as the Rams on either side of the ball. I mean, the talent discrepancy between these two rosters is alarming right now. And, yeah, Wilson's a better quarterback than Goff, but is he going to be able to stand on his head with Aaron Donald and Sue coming up the middle on him and not much in the way of weapons? Are the the Seahawks going to run on the Rams? Maybe a little, but is that enough to keep up with Goff? I mean, the Rams are averaging 7.5 yards per every first down. That's unbelievable. I mean... I get that it's a hostile environment, but I think they go in there and you're looking at a lot of empty seats in the fourth quarter, that this is not a competitive game. I'll I'll gladly give you seven and a half. Dallas getting three in Houston, battle the Texan teams. What's interesting to me is the best way to attack Houston is get good after their corners. Their corners are really suspect. Dallas's receivers can't do that. J.J. Watts back to playing great. Clowney looks really good. Elliott's going to get his, and he's going to get a lot of touches. But I don't think that I think it's not going to be smooth sailing at all. I think that Texans D 
has considering the strengths and weaknesses of both squads, has a pretty good advantage over Dallas. On the other side of the ball, I really like how Watson's playing. Their line very much worries me, and I don't think they'll run much on Dallas. But I think Watson will make some big plays in his, you know, Russell Wilson-like fashion and extend plays and all those type of things. And I like that Dallas secondary, but New Hopkins is a real handful. So I'm going to go with the Texans, especially if you're going to... I mean, I, I like them to win, so I like them to win by three. Yeah, but that's a pretty good line. I mean, I think it's a pretty low-scoring game. I'm going to go 2014. Houston wins this game, and I'm going to trust Watson more than I trust Dak right now. The Redskins on Monday night traveled to New Orleans. That's a six-and-a-half-point spread. Ingram returns. Drew Brees is set to set the record. I mean, a massive accomplishment. It sure seems like a shootout, though. Um, Alex Smith has two we- and, the, and the Redskins have two weeks to prepare for this defense. I would think that they try to run the ball a lot on the road in a loud environment with a good line, a lot of Adrian Peterson, and short passing to Thompson and Reed and Crowder and those guys. And I do like the Redskins' pass defense a lot, but their run defense is a problem. I think Breeze is going to be really fired up for this one at home. I think they put a lot of points on the board. I'll give you the points. I want the Saints like 30-20, something like that. Kamara keeps rolling. Thomas keeps rolling. Maybe they lean on Ingram a little bit more than we might guess coming off, you know, coming off of the, the break, the suspension. I like that line. I, I, you know, the, the Redskins D is pretty good, especially against the pass. It's an underrated unit with two weeks to prepare. But I just think it's going to be Drew Brees' night in the Superdome. Give me the Saints. All right, everyone. Please leave me a note on iTunes, uh, a rating, a review. That would be great. Please check out the rest of the Locked On Network. That, too, would be wonderful and great. And I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.